We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another Bring the Juice Colts podcast live stream. Guys, today we're going to talk a little bit about what happened Sunday and uh, what to expect going forward. And I really am uh, interested to hear what you guys say about everything. And I just want to be able to talk with you guys about anything and everything Indianapolis Colts. So I greatly appreciate you guys hanging out with me today. JT going for 200 next week. Hey, I would certainly hope so. Hmm. Huh, that's an interesting one. It says Colts deferred final conversation on Blankenship status to his meeting with Ballard at 545 today. Hmm. Wait, so you're saying that meeting already happened, Cody, or that's something that needs that's gonna happen tonight? Huh. Okay, so we uh okay, so that's interesting. Cody, Cody putting that out there right there off the bat. Cody's saying that they're gonna have a uh, a chat with uh chat later tonight. So I mean, I guess we might as well start with the elephant in the room, right? Everybody wondering at this point what is to make of Rodrigo Blankenship and his status going forward. And, you know, I mean, I, 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 I'll be honest, guys. It's very interesting to feel, uh, it feels very weird. Um, what's been going on with the Colts over the last 24 hours. Um, Half the time, I still can't even wrap my head around everything that's been going on. So it's really been strange, to say the least. You know, this team, 
we're going into week one thinking this team was going to win because obviously the Colts were a much better team than the Houston Texans are right now. Much better built than what it is at the moment. And I just don't know. I don't know what's going to happen here. Can punter Matt Hawk do kickoffs? He's done it before, but it's not an option for us right now. <laughs> well, I mean, he's done it before, but it's not an option for us right now. Well, what does that mean? I mean, Matt, you uh, you available? You want to hop in on this? Because I could really use your help. Hey, Money Badger, yeah, I'm all, I'm all, uh, I'm all, I'm all in on Mike Badgley coming back. Oh, currently headed to Walmart. Gosh darn it. <laughs> so new kicker will have to do kickoffs too. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, it's one of those situations, guys, where, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you have to have a guy that can consistently make kicks in the heat of the moment, right? Like, I'm not saying that every kicker needs to be Justin Tucker, who is, who might end up going down as the best kicker that's ever played in the history of the NFL when you look at anything and everything that he's done. But, I mean, I, I guy had a bad day. Does he have confidence to bounce back? Do we have patience for him to bounce back? Those are all the things you uh, work through. Hmm. Per Zach Kiefer, Reich almost always gives his player a voter of co vote of confidence. Yeah, I mean, that's right. And, you know, like this isn't the first time that we have seen Hot Rod, you know, have these issues. You know, like Zach Kiefer mentioned it several times today that, you know, stuff has been bad. Um, somebody... Like he's gotten worse and worse as the time has gone on. Like ever since his, after his first year, after his first year, he has made 63% of his field goals. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. And especially in the biggest of moments, we saw him miss field goals in, we saw him miss field goals in the Buffalo playoff game. That could have really been big. Uh, we saw him miss, a couple at Baltimore before he even got injured on that, on that. And then now you have in the first game of the season for 2021, the game that would have won it all. And you'll miss wide, right? Like this is becoming a very common trend, a trend. And even then, and even then, like, I think a lot of people even forget the rest of the other bad things that happen. Like, People are not talking about the two kickoffs that went out of bounds in that game. I think a lot of people are just missing that because everyone wants to focus on the kick because the kick would have just won us the game and that was bad enough. But the the ultimate uh the ultimate situation is he gave the Texans a great opportunity to put that game away twice. 
in that game. In the fourth quarter, when the Colts scored a touchdown to tie the game up, Rodrigo Blankenship went out and kicked the ball out of bounds, and it put them at the 40-yard line. 40-yard line. You know what that means? Is that if we were playing the Ravens right there, the Ravens needed 20 yards in a minute. In a minute. They have more than a minute. They have more than a minute. The Texans had over a minute to get 25 yards. If that was any better of an offense, this team, we would have lost. We'd have lost week one because of Blankenship before the kick even happened. Before the kick even happened, we would have lost had that been a better offense. So on top of that, you I mean we're, we're we're seeing it we're seeing it right before our freaking eyes. There, it, it's not going well. And then when you get to overtime, and the Texans get the ball first, and you certainly don't want to give them great field position, you kick it out of bounds again. You kick it out of bounds again. Forty yards free. There you go. Thank you to the 75 people watching on uh, YouTube right now. Be sure to like that stream, guys. Gets it out to more and more people. But I just, I just can't believe that on three separate occasions in that game, <laughs> over 7,100 languages, and Mr. Larger decided to speak facts. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I appreciate that. But you can't, in three separate occasions, almost screw the game up for us. And then, like, he was lucky our defense was good in that late of that game. Because if our defense was not any better, then we would have lost that game, y'all. I mean, ultimately, he is the exact reason why he we never had a chance to win this game. Because at the end of the game, he was screwing it for us, man. So it's time for a change. It really is. You got you got to get a kicker in there that is going to make the kicks in the big moments. I'm not talking about the first kick of the game when there's very little pressure. I'm talking about in the biggest of moments the game winners, if you can't rely on your guy to make those kicks, especially when it's a very doable kick, a kick that you had made earlier in that game by a further distance, then you can't you can't do that. You just can't do that. So uh no video boss Hawk didn't kick it out of bounds to his blanket ship. Um, but like Cody said at the beginning of this live stream in the comment section, uh, apparently Reich is having a meeting tonight with Ballard, uh, to talk about Blankenship. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, not sure what that's going to be about, but we'll see. Maybe we'll have some news about that tonight for you guys, but. But the Colts got to do something. I mean, they they and we've we've got to do something, and a new kicker has to be in order. 
has to be. Um, I thought it was very interesting though, you know, when we talk about um yeah, doesn't punter usually do kickoff? Yeah, normally the punter would do the kickoff, but even Reich stated that Hawk has done it before, but he said that's not an option for them right now. So I don't understand that. I mean, look, I want to get my, I want to get money badger, Matt. Uh, uh, yeah, I want to get a uh, badgley. I want to get badgley back in here. He's a free agent. That's the first call they should be making right now. Today is badgley coming back. Shouldn't have gotten rid of him in the first place. So that's my take on it. And, you know, we'll see what happens. But I thought it was interesting. Uh, I'm going to have to pull this up and see if I can. Uh... Yeah, Reich. Yeah, Joel Erickson also saying Reich says Colts deferred final conversation on Blankenship status to his meeting with Ballard at 545 today. So think that that means that they're probably going to be cutting ties, honestly. Where's the, um, where's the thing about the Colts offense and defense? I want to see that. Again, because somebody said it. So, like, the Colts are, even after how terrible it ended this week. Yeah, so <laughs> Indy Sports 1 stated after week one, the Colts are ranked the first in total offense and ninth in total defense. Which is hilarious to think about because, yeah, when you look at the yardage standpoint, I think the Colts had over 500 yards of total offense in this game. Uh, and that's hilarious to think about just the fact that we didn't finish everything and ninth in total defense is what he stated right here. I mean, isn't that crazy to think about that the Colts had that and were number one in total offense after week one and didn't end up winning angel Jeske with the $2 super chat. Thank you, angel. How are you feeling about the matchup with the Jaguars? Well, I mean, obviously I'm not feeling as good now as what I was when I first, uh, when we first started the season, <laughs> I mean, they gave the commanders a run for their money. You know, they gave them a run for their money. Uh, they ended up losing cause you know, they weren't able to capitalize on the dumb mistakes that Carson Wentz was making. Uh, I mean, obviously the Colts still are the favorites to win it cause they're still the better team, but you know, I mean, their offense looks pretty damn good, dude. Their offense looks really dang good. Thank you to the 130 people watching on YouTube right now. Greatly appreciate it. If you guys can like the stream for me, I would greatly appreciate it. And subscribe if you haven't already. And also, we'll be having a video going up here shortly about, um, about the playback service update. And I had a video for you guys about the playback service update that that'll be coming out here in a, a little bit once Cody gets it up. 
Yeah, honestly, Christoph, that's where I'm at. Ryan is second in passing. I know, that's crazy to think about, right? Because Patrick Mahomes is number one after week one, and he had 365. I don't even want to think about that, Jason. I don't even want to think about that. Yep, I feel you, Justin. Yep, same thing. What's going on, Dizzy? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. After this stream, I'm going to go play some basketball. Then, uh, yeah, get some exercise, get ready for dinner, and then go get another workout in. First in offense, how? <laughs> I mean, it's because of the yards. I mean, the Colts ran for 161 yards, and Matt Ryan had over 300 passing yards. So, at the end of the day, I mean... They ended up having more yards. They had a ton of yards. Thank you to everyone for over 40,000 views yesterday. Yeah, dude, we had over 40,000 views on the channel yesterday, guys. I think that's the most views that the channel's ever had in a day before. As you can tell, I'm still really exhausted from that day. <laughs> it's crazy. Now all these comments are coming in. <laughs> Cody's still in this stream. You working on the video right now? But um, who do I want to see more of? I mean, I guess that kind of goes into the, uh, the next point was, you know, the wide receiver talk is another thing. You know, we've been talking about it. He talked about it so much, right? And, you know, just seeing it yesterday certainly didn't make it any easier you know, looking at it, obviously from a yardage standpoint, Matt Ryan made it look more simple than what it actually was. You know, I mean, Michael Pittman looked, I mean, Michael Pittman had the seventh most reception yards in all of the NFL this week. I mean, that's, that's crazy. I mean, Michael Pitt and people are still telling me that Michael Pittman is not a number one receiver. After week one, he is the one of the top ten. He is the top ten wide receiver through week one this year. Right now, it was one of the top ten best receivers in the NFL this week. So, at the end of the day, he is, and that is great to see that Matt Ryan's connection with Michael Pittman has been really great. Just at the end of the day, you need some other guys to step up, right? Ashton Doolin, who is your number four wide receiver in this game, or who was the number four wide receiver in the group, ended up having your third most reception yards yesterday, and he only had 46, right? And then, bro, no, you, no, I, I swear, dude, I will be number one on trending. No, like people, there might end up being like 12,000 people that come into this stream to see me absolutely melt, absolutely break down. But, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, this, 
wide receiver group needs to step up. And, you know, Alec Pierce dropping a touchdown in that game. Ashton Doolin dropping an inter- a touchdown in the game. Uh, obviously, Paris Campbell was there, but he kind of got most of his stuff at the end of the game. Uh, had a couple catches late. I, I want to see Paris Campbell more involved in the offense early in games to kind of space things out a little bit. And that's kind of what throws me off too is sometimes I don't even feel like it's the receiver's fault half the time. Obviously, when you drop the ball, that's that's your fault. But if we're talking about some young wide receivers and guys who have not been in the league past their first contract, like why why is it that, oh my God, this is back? Why? Why is this back? Why? Thank you for the $2 super chat, but oh my God, why is this back? I know that's, that's gotta be, hold on. I'm texting my brother. Oh my God, I can't even believe that. I got to get a picture of this. Good Lord. I hate this. I honestly want to know who the owner of that is because that's kind of funny. (laughs) I will buy breadsticks at Walmart in honor of Derek. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Matt. but yeah like it's really stupid because it's like i feel like we don't i don't feel like we get paris campbell involved in the offense the right way i don't feel like i mean obviously alec pierce you can't do anything about it. He drops it. That's his fault. I mean, thank you for the 160 people in the stream right now, guys. If we can get it up to 100 likes, please do, man. I want to see this stream go up again. But look, obviously, I've been saying it all along. Um, or I've been saying it as of yesterday, actually. I think it is time that, you know, I think it is time we start bringing in a veteran wide receiver to kind of help out because like people have said, uh, you're still trying to get Alec Pierce involved and he's obviously still got a little ways to go. Um, having a reliable second guy um, is definitely something that I think we need to be able to do. But I also think it's on Frank Reich to get these guys in positions to make them successful by getting them out in the open field. Colts are going to keep shuffling in rookie Bernard Ryman at left tackle. He's done enough to show us to trust him being out there. Yeah, that was um, that was a very interesting thing uh, yesterday. Was There was a couple times when Bernard Ryman was put out there at left tackle to replace Matt Pryor and no, no vaccine Beasley. Listen, 
I don't care what you think about his vaccination stance. I don't care at this point. Nobody in the NFL, no NFL player right now cares about anyone's vaccination status. He caught 80 catches last year. And with the Buffalo Bills, with that stacked team, he still caught 80 catches. That dude could come in and get you five, six catches game easy and be able to make things move. So I just think that going back to the offensive line thing. Oh, hold on a second, guys. My uh, my dad's calling me. Give me a second. I'm back. Sorry, guys. I do apologize. My dad did call me right after he was done with work, and uh, he wanted to talk with me about some stuff. So wanted to talk with me about yesterday. So I'm back. I do apologize. But I see you all with the stupid freaking breadstick comments. Y'all stink. <laughs> Shank and chip. Yep, it's pretty much it. I don't even remember what I was talking about from five minutes ago. Anyone want to remind me of anyone want to remind me of what it was that I was talking about from before? Dad needs to join the chat. <laughs> he might at some point. Who knows? Update on the poll. Is Derek eating a breadstick right now? 75% of you think I was. Oh, you guys, we were talking about breadsticks. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I was not, Matt. Gosh. Better and wide receiver. See, Sarah ke keeps me updated on these things. Uh, picks or it didn't happen. Exactly right. There was no picks. So, but yeah, uh, tell you what guys, I mean, it, it really sucks that, you know, we're in a situation right now where Indianapolis feels like they need to do this, uh, with the veteran wide receiver, even though I don't think it's going to end up happening because Ballard's already committed to, He's already committed to the ideology of that. And then we're talking about the offensive line, right? Um, I mean, I don't know. You know, I mean, Ryman showed that he has a little bit more speed off the edges, right? Uh, he has more power to be able to uh, cover those guys coming off the edge. That's a little bit better thing for him than what Matt Pryor is, right? And... I don't, uh, I feel like I should do that. To be honest, if Derek's breadstick, uh, invites me, uh, or sends me a pic of that on Twitter, then I'll, uh, I'll take it and I'll make, I'll add it to the, to the board. This is not a good week for the kickers, Colts, Titans, and Bengals. Yeah, tell me about it, right? At least, thankfully, our kick didn't end up making us lose. <laughs> thankfully. Um, I couldn't, I don't know what the, I didn't see the film. Um, 
But obviously, Ryman did enough to be able to warrant getting several snaps from out of the reach of Matt Pryor. So, you know, it's funny because we literally just said um, after training camp, we heard Matt Pryor is the easy number one. And <laughs> hey, I, I understand, man. I understand. Um, but in one week, we've already now seen Ryman. They're saying that they have enough trust in him to be able to go and do stuff now, you know? And I just, I can't believe how quick that flip-flopped, you know? I can't believe how quick that flip-flopped. And obviously... The offensive line uh, was struggling yesterday. No question about it. Um, the Ryan Kelly versus Matt Ryan situation. Um, it, it was, uh, I don't, I don't think there's much there. You know, I think that they will, um, I think they'll figure it out. You know, Matt Ryan and both of them were very quick to, um, we're very quick to say, Hey, you know, like one of those was my fault. The other two were Matt Ryan's fault. It's like, okay, we, we, uh, we understand where we're at now. You know, you just need to, you need to just do better. You know, next time you can't, you can't have stuff like that. So we'll see how they, uh, we'll see how they look after, you know, a week of fixing that a little bit. So, but Braden Smith definitely looked really bad, uh, yesterday as well. So, you know, I can't really say much when it comes to that. You know, you're paying this offensive line the money that you are. And the fact that, you know, it's that you're not doing much with it is a little concerning. So. I, I know I saw DJ. I saw. I will not be eating a. You know what? I'm. You know what? You know what? I I will. You know what, DJ? I will. I will. I will. If we lose to Jacksonville, I will come on this stream. I will order some breadsticks from freaking Marcos, and I'll bring them on stream. And I, you guys will watch me eat a freaking breadstick. Just just shove it all down, and I'm just gonna freaking. I'm going to die of a food coma. Seems like the best way we could do it. We need a breadstick stream every time the Colts win. Nah. Be eating breadsticks with a knife and fork. Whatever. Every 20 likes equals one breadstick. <laughs> okay. You talking about now or are you talking about like for that stream, Matt? <laughs> bread that bread is hard on the lower colon yeah if the colts win no breadsticks yeah no breadsticks if the colts win
Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> <sighs> yes. What if Derek texts me back? Kenneth with the $2 super chat. No message, but Kenneth, thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, that missed field goal was still not entirely on Blankenship. Still, though, Blankenship came out and said that, like, that at the end of the day, he missed. Like, he said that it didn't come off his foot very well. I mean, I don't know how else you take that. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how else we take it. I mean, I guess, uh, and then, like, before we get into the defense, I guess it, the couple things that we can take away that are positives. Uh, obviously, Michael Pittman looked really good. Jonathan Taylor looked good, as always. Uh, Pay when the moment mattered the most, Pay ended up making the big plays. So, that was great. And... And then Matt Ryan as well, like even uh, Quentin Nelson stated afterwards that, you know, he was a guy that kept saying that Matt Ryan kept telling everybody, we're still in it. Let's go. Let's keep it going. You know, and they never lost that mentality, which is great. He said, that's how, what you want from your starting quarterback is to feel like there's still a chance. And Matt Ryan displays that level of confidence in himself. So you know, I mean, you can, I mean, what, what, what would you say to that? I mean, that's, that's great to hear that your team under a new leadership, you know, in most situations, the team would have just gave up in that situation. You ended up, you know, getting a quarterback that actually could do something. So it was very nice to hear. It was very nice to see. Um, But yeah, obviously this defense was missing Shaquille Leonard. Definitely. Uh, even though the defense I felt wasn't horrendous, you know, obviously missed some plays, but I didn't think they were horrendous, you know, especially late in the game. You know, they played very well um, after giving up that, after giving up that last touchdown in the third quarter. I mean, they, they really stood up uh, the Texans for sure and forced a couple turnovers and a couple big plays and, Tyrone, man, don't don't be don't be cursing in my chat. All right, I know you're mad. I know you're mad. We all mad too. But you can voice your opinion without cursing in here. All right. Yes, DJ, that was very much true. Cody, get in here. Hello. The one and only Cody Felger is here, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. 
Hey, King Deshaun, twenty three with the two dollars super chat. Strong more targets. Hey, I mean, he had two targets in the game yesterday. You know, maybe maybe there will be more in the future. It was two more than I thought he would get all game. So he made him right. count. But thank you again for the two dollars super chat. Greatly appreciate it. Travis <laughs> wants to know, Cody, if you got breadsticks. I come not bearing breadsticks. I do apologize, <laughs> but I did have pizza today for lunch. So, oh yeah, <laughs> I did. How yep. ironic is that? I know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my gosh, it was a pizza kind of day, you know. Comfort yeah, I know, right? Bit. A little comfortable uh, after the agonizing yesterday. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, very interesting. That uh, right when you jumped on, heard about Blankenship. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, that was the first thing. Everyone was talking about it. And uh, like you said, that they're obviously going to talk at 545 to discuss what to do further. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know what that means, but I definitely agree with you. Like, I mean, this doesn't feel normal, so it almost feels like, uh, like yeah. you almost can understand what they're about to do next because normally they don't do this. You know, and I know it's not apples to apples here, but it does give me, you know, how when people asked about Carson Wentz and Reich was very dismissive and like, well, we don't know. We're going to have to evaluate, blah, blah, blah. I never really gave a straight answer. It kind of seemed like from what I heard, it was kind of a similar vibe there where, you know, it's more than likely, I feel like at this point, the blanket ship's probably going to be gone because you don't meet about a guy unless you're planning to make a change, right? So. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like it's only a matter of time now for him because, like, he talked about, you know what, kickers miss, you know, game-winning field goals all the time um, and everything. Oh, of course, my roommate calls me right when I'm in the middle of a stream. Sorry. Of course. Um, okay. But anyway, uh, yeah, so basically, uh, you know, kickers miss all the time, but I think the the thing that really kind of seal, sealed his fate, Derek, was the two kickoffs out of bounds. We've talked about it before. Like, if that's any better of a team, uh, any better of an offense, they go down and score both those times. Like, and you lose that game probably by, honestly, a couple touchdowns. Um, that's how bad, you know, he was playing. So um, those kickoffs were horrible, just inexcusable. Like, you know, that's the one thing you can't do. You can kick it, you know, to the guy, make sure it's not a touchback. That's what, you know, that's what uh, that's what Sanchez always did. You know, he, he always, like, would kick it to, like, the five, and the guy would not get great returns. But you just that, that is the one thing you do not do is kick it out of bounds, like as a kicker. Yeah, it's the last thing you'd ever want to do. Unless you're kicking to like Deion Sanders or Devin Hester, like you just give them a chance to return. Like I honestly don't care if you can't make it to the end zone, but at least keep it straight. Yeah, that's what you and I mentioned several times in the uh in the yeah. video for sure. And you know, it it's not about missing kicks. You know, every kicker misses every once in a while, unless you're Justin Tucker. Right. Uh, that just, that's just a part of life. But, you know, like the frequency that it's been happening with over the last two seasons has yeah. been extremely disappointing over the last three seasons, really. Like they said, after 2019, you know, there really hasn't been any indication. Like if you take into account the last two seasons that, Hot rod is kicked, plus what you had in uh also what you had in this last game. Hot rod has been literally the worst kicker, starting kicker in an in the NFL in regards to making uh kicks because his first season he finished kicking 90%. 
and people were like, oh, yeah, you know, that's pretty yeah, good. You know, absolutely. it's great. That's what you want. And even had that 52, that 50 yarder against uh, Green Bay to seal the deal, right? Like, we're like, yes, we finally got a guy that looks like he can make a 50 yarder in a big situation, and it looks like we're good. And then, sure enough, like, first year with, with Phillip Rivers, you know, from the moment he started, it just did not look the same after that. And he has not looked good since then. And it's like, why did we get rid of Badgley again? Right. Or uh, Chase McLaughlin back in the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like, and honestly, Derek, I feel like this started in that playoff game against Buffalo. People seem to just forget if Hot Rod makes that pretty much chip shot field goal. The Colts might win that game, you know? So he's cost the Colts multiple games now. Oh yeah. Um, so and, long, and at the end of the day, had a lot of games where he's cost us. Right. And at the end of the day, guys are, you know, teams are finding good kickers all the time and undrafted free agents and stuff like that. You know, heck, Eddie McPherson last year, you know, what look what he did for the Bengals and, you know, help them make that improbable Super Bowl run. Like you can find good kickers if you just but like, I feel like the Colts have given him way too many chances at this point, And he continues to not answer the call when it matters. And so, yeah, you know, I was willing to give him a pass. You know, it was his first playoff game, you know, ever. Um, but at the end of the yes, day, yes. it doesn't seem like anything with him is continuing. And that is an issue, Derek, because if you're if you go into a hostile environment, you have to be confident that your field goal kicker is going to make it. That's like one thing you have to make sure you have in this league is a good special teams unit and especially a good kicker out there. So, yeah, it's an issue, man. It's definitely an issue. And I'm glad the Colts are hopefully going to make a change here because you know, at the end of the day, you gave Vinatieri the benefit of the doubt. Still think that was a bad decision after, you know, it did cost you some games. But he was a future Hall of Famer, so he got a little bit more leeway. What has Blankenship done in this league to warrant any sort of, you know, leeway or any sort of slack here? Nothing. He's done nothing. So, yeah, he had a good run, but ultimately I think this is for the best. And, you know, we don't have to hear about the, the leg issues anymore, hopefully. Um, just get a guy in there that can, you know, just be consistent. I'm kind of sick and tired of this revolving door at the kicker position where you're just like, is hot rod the guy? Is he not the guy? He's proved to me that he is not the guy, um, especially after what we saw yesterday. So I think it's kind of his time to be done. Hmm. Did they, uh, yeah, they must not have taken into account. Oh, wow. He's, he threw for 352 yards yesterday. How? Who did Matt Ryan did. Yeah, bro. How? I thought I'm he. Uh, you, I if, thought it was like three oh seven. No, man. I'm telling you, if his receivers would have actually caught the ball, Matt Ryan would have probably been the best quarterback yesterday. I know he had issues with the snaps. That's inexcusable. But when he started cooking, he was cooking, man. So it just it sucks, man. That you know Alec Pierce couldn't hang on to that touchdown or because people Doolin keep telling one. me like he threw for three hundred and fifty yards. Like could have four hundred and fifty had those receivers been catching the ball all game. You yeah. know, like, I mean, that you're talking about 20% increasing yardage had they, and, and two more touchdowns added to the board had they just caught the dang ball, you know, exactly. so it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't care if he threw for 350. That's not the point. He still dropped a hundred yards worth of catches yesterday. Easy. Yep. yep. So, you know, it's, an, you know, obviously it's annoying because like, you, you know, you see what the potential could be, but it is encouraging to know, Hey, you know what? On paper, the Colts have a very balanced offense so far. Wentz only had two games over 300 yards last season. Most were under 200. Yeah, look at what Matt Ryan did in his first game, right? Absolutely. Um, and that's what I was talking about. Um, that's what I was talking about um, earlier, Cody. I don't know if you remember hearing it. But um, mm -hmm. 
I was talking about, you know, what Quentin Nelson said uh, to the media today saying that, you know, even when it was the fourth quarter and we were down three scores, you know, Matt Ryan was still saying, let's go. Come on. We got it. We still got a chance in this. Come on, let's go. Like, you know, a lot of other quarterbacks in this league would, you know, falter under that because you would say there's just no chance, but Matt Ryan's just not a guy that does that. And you know, he said, that's the kind of quarterback that you want in your team is a guy that never wavers under the pressure and knows that there is always time to come back. And that's great because, yeah, normally that that team would have faltered normally Absolutely. under different leadership at the quarterback position. But with yeah. Matt Ryan, you showed even if the team you're playing against, I don't care, you're still down 17 with only a quarter left. And Matt Ryan brought this team back because he showed a little bit of confidence and rub that off on the remainder of the team. And that gives you, again, the leadership aspect that we were wanting from this team from the get-go. Yep, exactly. So you can never count this Colts team out. You know, now they can come from behind. You know, now now the key is not letting it get to that point, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely uh, encouraged by Matt Ryan's leadership and what he's already how it's already kind of rubbing off on these guys where they feel like they could win any game, you know. Um, love to see that. Love to see that leadership. And you're right. You know, if you know some of the quarterbacks in the past that you've had, I mean, you probably would have lost that game like really badly um, last year, honestly. So, I mean, you did against Jacksonville. So you saw that. But yeah, man, um, definitely it's been good now, you know, a little under 24 hours still to kind of just let it all kind of sink in a little bit, um, you know, and, and there are some encouraging signs and the sky is not falling like some people would lead you to believe. But yeah, Matt Ryan, I thought looked really good outside of a couple miscues, you know, some fumbled snaps, which I don't know what the heck that was. They got to figure that out because um, those are two Pro Bowl players right there. You know, two veterans in there, two leaders in there that need to figure it out. Um Besides that, and then the interception, which I don't know if you blame Matt Ryan for that as much as you just blame the defender for have, making a good play. Um, I know I've seen people kind of go both sides on that. But but yeah, uh, overall, I do think that uh, there's a lot of things to, to figure out. But the fact, Derek, you talked about it earlier, the Colts have the number one number one ranked offense right now in terms of yardage. That's encouraging. That has to be encouraging. Um, and I know it was only against the Houston Texans, but that's a lot of yardage to put up, you know? So I'm encouraged by where they are. Um, just need some of these, you know, young wide receivers and tight ends and stuff to rise to the occasion a little bit. And that's why, you know, we talked about maybe a vet wide receiver needs to be in play here. Uh, we'll see. But yeah, that's kind of my thoughts overall on it. Um, so like here's the thing. So I don't know if you saw this. Um, I don't know if you saw this earlier on Twitter. Um, and again, okay. this could probably be fake news. It might be. All right. Uh, the guy tweeted about it saying that it was a guy who called into Dockage's show um talking about something that he claims he saw from uh from the sideline but he said that apparently Ryan and Reich got into a little bit of a dispute um got into a little bit of a dispute on the amount of play calls that they should have been having Apparently Matt Ryan wanted to do things faster and Reich did not. And those two were kind of like in a way shouting at each other at the fact that, you know, they weren't going faster. But um, again, like I said, that, that I don't know, I don't know what to even believe on that because, you know, it's not a confirmed source. It's a guy calling into Dockage's show. You know, it could have been anything. It could have been just a bunch of BS, but 
um, which I'm sure it probably was. But, you know, I mean, if that were to end up being true, then, you know, I and I another reason I don't believe it either is like if they were saying it all through camp, like Matt Ryan's been upping the intensity in camp. Like, why would they why would they not want to up the intensity in the game if he was letting him do it in training camp? Like, it just doesn't seem to make any sense to me, especially when Reich said, you know, we're taking the input that Matt Ryan's giving us and we're going with it. You so know, I don't, the, th- the um, thing I love about Matt Ryan is that honestly, Frank Reich is an idiot sometimes in play calling, like just so confusing. So like, I love that Matt Ryan sometimes will just be like, well, that's stupid. No, we're not going to do that. And he changes the play. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I like having a quarterback that will push back against the offensive, you know, offensive call play caller. Um, because right. Cause sometimes we just have scratched our heads. Like, what are we doing, man? Um, so to have a quarterback to challenge that, like, I'm glad that he's challenging. If that's true, I'm glad that that's happening. You know, I'm glad yeah. that he's saying absolutely not. Uh, this needs to, this is not okay. Like we have to bring up the intensity and stuff. That's what you signed yeah. him for. It's what you traded for. Um, and I love to see it. If that's true again, I don't know if it is. But at the end of the day, Frank Wright needs somebody pushing back at some of his stupidness um, in terms of play calling sometimes. That's just my opinion. Um, I think, you know, I'll, at the end of the day, I think Frank Reich still is a good mind offensively, but he does have some puzzling uh, play calls sometimes and pu- some puzzling uh, in-game decisions that hopefully Matt Ryan can help correct. So, Right, I feel you on that. So, Give me one second. Yep, you're good. Working on some... Uh... I just bought tickets for the uh, Colts versus uh, Colts versus Cowboys game. And nice. I uh, just getting a bunch of guys uh, money from their tickets that I bought for. Oh, them. So cool. I'm trying to transfer um, stuff. I wanted to answer this question from Sean. I mean, Peyton Manning was basically the OC, right, for the Colts for so many years. He called the plays. He did about everything. So that's what you want from a quarterback that's a, you know, Matt Ryan, borderline Hall of Fame quarterback. That's what you trade for him to do, right, to take a control of the offense and to make the plays um, and to change the plays of the line, do those things, command this offense. And I love it, man. I absolutely love it. Yeah, and, you know, like – were we were we gonna rely on you know in any scenario would we have trusted Carson Wentz to drag this team back from being seventeen down and three straight drives go for a field goal a touchdown and another touchdown in one quarter to win like are we doing that no of course no, not I mean, no. what up Trev how you doing man but um but at the end of the day like you know it, it's crazy because Matt Ryan just showed you again why you got him I mean he just ends up showing you that even in those big moments, the moments never too big for Matt Ryan, you know, and I love that he showed in that moment that he can keep things around. Yeah. And look, Trev in, in defense here, Frank also did say that, you know, he did stick up for other guys before too. This isn't the first time that a, a coach, uh, that a coach goes and makes a statement about a player and the GM decides to do something different, right? Like, what? Uh, just ask the Titans about AJ Brown. Ask, uh, ask Coach Vrabel about that. Yep. Because Vrabel said on the talks of him getting traded, said not while I'm in the building. <sighs> well, I guess he was out of the building then when they decided to do it. But he wasn't out of the building. He was in the room with them when they traded him. Yep. Well, it's funny because like head coaches can say that all they want. But at the end of the day, they're not making the decisions. The GM is making that decision, right? And the owner's making that decision. So 
I bet with Dak being hurt. Hey, B-Train with the $5 super chat. I bet Dak with being hurt, they'll have a losing record in December and the Colts versus Cowboy tickets will drop a lot. I'll be there too, though. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for the $5 super chat. Thank you for uh, that. Yeah, I definitely agree. Now that Dak's going to be out for like four weeks, you know, I mean, at least, you know, I mean, it, it's very possible that the Cowboys could really, really struggle especially since they had a ton of injuries. Did you see their injury report at the wild. end of yesterday? Yeah. So they lost Dak. They lost another offensive lineman for Shh. at least four weeks. They lost a defensive lineman for four weeks, and they lost a safety for the year. I mean, like, they they had the absolute worst luck. Like, injuries just kept getting stacked and stacked and stacked and stacked after that game, and that sucks. Yep. So I feel bad for, I almost feel bad for Cowboys fans at the end of the day. <laughs> you know, almost as do. much as I wanted to wallow <laughs> in my misery yesterday, as, as the week went on, as the games went on that day, I realized, okay, well, we didn't just lose the Giants. We're not Tennessee. Um, we didn't just, you know, we're not Dallas where we lost our franchise quarterback for half the season. Um, you know, we're not a couple other ones. <laughs> Yeah, true exactly. that, Lewis. Exactly. No, it um, wasn't Malik Hooker. I, I don't think Hooker. It was uh, Jason Kiersey. I think okay. was the uh, was the guy that was hurt. I think that was the one. But yeah. All right. I have a question um, for you, Derek. Okay. Do you feel like Quentin Nelson has not been his normal self as he was when he was coming into the league? It feels like he's taken a step back, in my opinion. I don't know if that's and if that's just like the eye test and it's completely inaccurate, but like. It just doesn't seem like he's the same dominant player he was early on. I will agree with you that I think the dominance aspect of this is definitely um, something you can't ignore. Uh, but I'll, I'll say this, like from a blocking perspective, there was really only one bad block I saw yesterday from okay. uh, Nelson that he got beat on. Thankfully, Matt Ryan saw it and stepped up into the pocket and the guy couldn't end up getting him. But other than that, I mean, I didn't see much bad with him. I mean, I thought him and Kelly in the run game, especially were very solid. Like when they were, when they were run blocking that game, those two, uh, those two definitely uh, went all out with that. And I thought they did a very good job with that. Like I, like I said, that. I saw him miss one. I saw him miss one block in the past game. Other than that, I thought he was fine. All right. I didn't another, see any other big issues. Another question for you. What week are you going to say Bernard Ryman becomes a full-time starter at left tackle? What week? If you had to pick a week this year, what week are you saying? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, well, we already saw he's going to get some. Uh, we already saw he's going to get some. We saw he's going to get time through the rest of this. I mean, it only yeah. took one week for them to say Matt Pryor's the easy starter to both of them now getting time. So, I mean, at this pace, you might expect some, uh, you might expect it by week four, week four, week five. Okay. I could easily see that. Yeah. I was yeah, going to say mean, week five, week five. Yeah. For me. Especially if um, they're facing guys that are like speedy off the edge. Ryman's going to get a lot more time in yep. and especially Absolutely. on these reps too. Cause these reps are just as valuable as anything. Uh, thank you to the 220 people in here right wow. now. Be sure to like the stream guys. If you can for me. Uh, but yeah, I, awesome. uh, I definitely think that's going to be very, very interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just, I was just intrigued by him coming in. Like it was so quick. Like, I didn't think that, that 
he would get any snaps on week one. And the fact that they gave him in, I know obviously Pryor still came back in and out snapped him by a large margin, but like they're already, you know, thinking about rotating or are going to rotate, you know, him in. So I just found that very interesting. And I do think, you know, uh, I think it's only a matter of time now for Bernard Ryman. Um, so yeah. And, and for the, there's some people who are saying like that I was saying Quentin Nelson did, I was asking a question. I wasn't saying he was, I was asking you, Derek, if you thought he was, because no. I just don't, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I didn't, I, I would definitely agree with you that the dominant standpoint is definitely probably not the same as it was when he first got in. But look, I mean, it, it offensive linemen, a lot of times end up having this happen to them. Their bodies eventually wear down. You know, you can't quite be as dominant as you once were, but even Quentin Nelson at 80% of what he once was is still better than 95% of offensive linemen in this league. So, right. you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, he hasn't dropped off a lot. I wouldn't say that. And, you know, it's it's first game too. You know, sometimes uh, things happen, and but it's normally at the end of the season when we start seeing Quentin Nelson start, like, becoming the same old Quentin Nelson that we remember every year. So, you know, it's become a common trend for sure. Maybe it's just not as well documented anymore as it was when he first came into the league. I don't know. I was just curious. Mm -hmm. um, oh, Chase McLaughlin is also available, Derek. You know, he was with the Colts a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, I thought he did a great job in that 2019 season when given the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that we should, uh, I definitely think that he'll end up being somebody that we could take a look into. I mean, the Colts need a new kicker at one point or another. They need a new kicker. Yes. hundred percent. They do. They do. I, I mean, I wonder if they're just going to kind of do what they did with uh, the punting situation. When, when Eureka went down, they just bring in a bunch of different guys. They have them compete and they, they choose the best of them. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's probably what's going to happen. Um, they had some success with Matt Hawk. So, you know, never know, man, they could, they could uh, find a diamond in the rough here. Mm-hmm. Quiddy came in. Yes, he did. Quiddy came up big yesterday, especially in that OT period. I mean, Derek, Quiddy pays uh, only on pace for 34 sacks this year. So, yeah, you know, you know, only, you know. He had not what? that great. But he had four or six last year. So, I mean, he's already almost there from where he was right. last season. Yeah. So. Yeah, I do feel like, Derek, the Colts kind of backed themselves into an unnecessary corner here by just not adding any competition for Blankenship this year. And here we are sitting week one, you know, probably going to cut our kicker, you know, that we've we didn't even give another guy an opportunity to legitimately compete. So I just think the Colts kind of botched that, honestly. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. <sighs> Dang, we still got a good turnout here for it being a random, you know, Monday uh, to yeah, over 200 absolutely. people in here, man. Crazy to think about for sure. That's awesome. I mean, heck, we gained almost 400 people yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. So how many of you guys just joined yesterday? I'm just curious about this. Like how many of you guys uh, watched the stream yesterday, subscribed, and now you're here watching us here? I'm curious. Anybody? I'm sure there's probably one or two people. Yeah. It's just cool to kind of know, okay, when did you start listening and stuff like that? I'm just always curious on those things because they're very yeah, it's intriguing. Been hilarious watching Cody follow people on Instagram and then seeing everybody respond to the, uh, and then seeing everybody respond to that. It is kind of funny. I appreciate And it's very awesome to hear that. You know, when people are like, Hey, I watched the channel, appreciate it. 
It was just like, wow, well, that's nice of them. Right. So. Sorry, working on something. My get playback didn't work. That's what Adam's saying. We made a video about that just recently. It's up. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, definitely uh, should do that. Yeah, check out that video that we just put up about playback. We've had we had a little bit of issue with it. I'm not entirely sure, Derek, what the issue was. I wasn't kind of I wasn't like watching it when you explained it the first time. Um, what was kind of the issues that people had yesterday with it? Uh, well, what happened ended up happening yesterday was you know playback let me know. Um, playback ended up letting me know that there was a thing with this now that they didn't make clear to a lot of the content creators that they initially brought on was stating the fact that um, if you're not in the local area from where that stream is being uh, initiated, or if you're in a blackout area, then, and that, and that market doesn't have that specific stream, uh, then you can't watch the game on playback. Uh, unfortunately, only the links, the links can only go so far with the TV providers. And wow. they said they're still working to try to fix that. They're still fixing to try to get more and more things accessible to people to make it easier. Okay. But, you know, at this moment in time, they didn't tell a lot of people that right off the bat. And we weren't the only content creators on the platform that had that same issue. There were a couple different people who were streaming NFL games and they had people saying that same exact thing. So, you know, that was the problem. You know, some people ended up still working it out regardless, okay. but you know, some people would get the link. Some people wouldn't just depending on where you were and where the thing came from. Uh, May, who knows? Maybe if you didn't get it next week ne uh, or this last week, next week, maybe you will get it based on where the, the stream comes from. You just have to keep trying and hopefully they'll continue to get it better and better throughout the, the season. But that's kind of what it was. Mm. Gotcha. Just was curious on that because I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I'm trying. I'm trying to just sift through these comments. Yes. To answer this, Colts are meeting today at 545 to discuss the future of Colts kicker Rodrigo Blankenship. Uh, guys, to me, this thing's I think that he's going to be gone. I think the Colts are going to be looking to try out some kickers probably tomorrow. Um, I think they're probably going to release him. I would think maybe tonight, even Derek, the Colts would maybe make that official. I mean, you got to get yeah. moving on this, right? I mean, you're already on Monday. Um, you're playing in a couple days. So you got to mm -hmm. get moving and get that guy in the system immediately. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you need to start getting something figured out because, yeah, if you don't, then, you know, it's it's going to be an issue for a long time coming. So I really hope that they figure it out quickly, because if they don't, then we're going to be in some serious issues going forward. Yeah, exactly. So they got to figure it out. Hopefully they do uh, bring in a couple guys because they were pretty quick on the, you know, the whole thing with uh, when when hot when. uh Rigoberto went down, you know, we're pretty mm -hmm. quick to bring in some punters. So I think they'll probably do the same kind of scenario here. Derek, isn't it kind of crazy that from where we thought like this off season to where we are now, the Colts could be having a new kicker and a new punter this year. That's just wild to me. It is crazy to think about. I mean, it really is insane that, you know, we're at this point now where it's doing that. So, 
Um, who knows? You know, I mean, it, it, it really is going to, it's going to really depend on what, uh, what Ballard and this group wants to do, but I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be interesting to see if they, uh, end up doing what they said they're going to do and, you know, start holding people accountable. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, there's over 220 people in here right now. Thank you, everybody. Uh, if you haven't yet, be sure to hit the like button. Be sure to subscribe. Let's get to 150 likes. I'd love to do that. We have more than enough people in here to make that happen. Um, the reason why we want to do that, guys, is to push it out to more Colts fans and just more NFL fans in general. Um, and we're just going to kind of stay on here for a little bit longer, just kind of talk about, answer any questions that you guys have regarding yesterday's game and maybe some other topics moving forward. So if you have any other questions, be sure to put them in the comment section. We will try to get to them here. Yep, absolutely. And I apologize. I'm trying to do something else on Facebook at the moment while this stream is happening because I forgot to do something and I'm working You're good. on both at the same You're time. Good. So uh, question. you keep charge of it and I'll make sure I respond when I can. Okay. A question. Is there a better field goal kicker available? You know what, bro? I just need a kicker time to kick it out of bounds twice in a row and I'll be happy. So you got, there's, there's definitely people there that can do that. <laughs> and, and based off of Frank Reich's comments, it seems like whoever they're going to bring in, you know, if they do release hot rod um, is going to handle kickoffs as well. Cause Matt Hawk's not going to handle it according to Reich. So yeah, it's going to be a guy that needs to do both. Uh, that's a good question, man. I guess it really depends how long the meeting is. If it's me, it's a five less than five minute meeting. You make the announcement at that's less, you know, before six. But who knows, man? Yeah, even Kylan Grant, and he came on this show, Derek, and he said they weren't going to do it again. Fortunately, they didn't do it again. They did. They didn't, you know, lose, or they didn't, and they didn't lose in bad fashion. But they still, for three quarters, did not look good. Right. Yeah. Totally agree there. So what what would you uh what do you make of Frank Reich stating that you know Hawk has done uh kick kickoffs before but he said that's not really an option for them right now. What is why would he say that? Like obviously Hawk has never hasn't had a lot of great kickoff experience from what I hear, but like if you're in a situation where you know your team is struggling with kickoffs as well, yeah. like shouldn't you be exploring every option? Uh, that's what you would think. You know, this. Uh, the only explanation for me is that the Colts feel like there is a kicker out there that they know of that can do better than, than Matt Hawk in that department. That's the only rational explanation for me why Frank Reich would say that. So, I don't know. It, it is a little puzzling that they, you know, because Matt Hawk's been in the system. He, know, he knows a little bit more. Uh, I would think they would just make him do it, but... I mean, there maybe there's a reason why Blankenship was kicking off. Maybe Hawk is truly terrible. I mean, but he can't get much worse than what it was yesterday. So I don't, I don't really know. It's weird. Uh, Tyler asked this question, Derek. I want to ask you this: How hot is Frank's seat right now? Oh, I mean, it's definitely hot. Uh, it's warming up. You know, I mean, if we're talking about like boiling is where it's about to reach the peak versus it's cold, like there's nothing wrong. I mean, it was at the. Uh, at the beginning of the season, you know, it was like starting to warm up a little bit, but right now it's, it's bubbling, you know, it's starting to bubble very slightly. It's starting to bubble. So I'll say this, they lose next week. It's here. It's, it's right here. It's yeah. right here. Almost about to peak over. Like that's what it is. So say I'm telling you, it's not very far off. If they, if they continue to look like this. 
Yeah. Randy says, I'm not confident in Pinter at all after yesterday's game. I just don't see the talent. What do you guys think? I thought Danny Pinter was one of the bright spots. I, I didn't really think he had, he was an issue yesterday. I think it was, I think it was more Brayden Smith had some issues in pass protection. What were your thoughts? Maybe, you know, you watched more of the game. I kind of was in and out. So maybe I missed a little bit. What were your thoughts on Danny Pinter yesterday? Um, I didn't end up seeing a ton. Uh, I didn't look too much into it. Uh, obviously, like when we're looking at it from the pass protection standpoint, I didn't think it was bad. Um, honestly, I think the really only person that the only two people that struggled really in pass protection were obviously Matt Pryor. And that's why Bernard Ryman came in every once in a while. And also you had Braden Smith having issues, but I didn't think Danny Pinter was bad. And there were multiple times where, you know, the right side of the offensive line was doing really well, especially at the end of the game when they were still running the ball to move down the field with Jonathan Taylor. They were running it on the right side of the line just as much as the left. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, I mean, I I thought Pinter was okay. You know, I mean, nothing that nothing that concerned me, which I mean, that's definitely a good thing to me. Like no news is good news when it comes to this standpoint. Yep, exactly. All right. Um, this is a question that a lot of people have asked, you know, the, the fourth down call that Frank Reich had, um, I personally hated the call, Derek. I know you didn't really mind it. I hate the call. I think it's way too cute in that situation. I think you just got to, you know, you just got to do what works. Stop getting so cute and just go down there and punch it in. Um, I didn't, I personally hated it. I hated the call. I thought it was a dumb call at that certain point. It's just like so unnecessary in my opinion. Like, you know, either you take the points or you, give it to your best player, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt like, you know, it was so dang predictable at that point. It just was like, no, why? Would... It just makes me, it made me shake my head. It was just dumb, dumb play call. I I thought the play call was okay, but I just felt like obviously it wasn't executed very well. Cause Heinz got debated super bad by that defensive end. And, you know, he should have, Naheem Hines in that situation should not be having the ball in his hand. It should have been Jonathan Taylor if anything, or if you were going to go for it, have Matt Ryan under freaking center. You know, that's what like, I'm saying. I, mean, I just hated the wildcat formation. I think it's like, it's what else are you going to do in that situation, but run the ball? You know, it I just felt like you in, that, in that situation, maybe it wasn't the best of play calls. You know, if you were wanting to do that on like a second and two uh, from like the 40 yard line, then that'd be a different scenario. Cause then it opens some things up a little bit. But, yeah. you know, in that situation, I think everybody kind of knew what you were up to. But I just felt like, yeah, I mean, they could have handled that play a little differently and uh, how they wanted to associate it. So, yeah, I think Frank Reich was betting on that outside edge to bite on something and he didn't and he never even got touched. So I think that was where the whole thing got messed up. So I think he said they he thought they weren't going to expect it, and they clearly expected it. So um, even if he didn't expect it, of course you knew where it was going. You knew it was either Hines or Taylor getting the ball. So like I mean, everybody's concentrated right here. So I mean, you know, if he would have had Hines maybe like throw the ball to Moali Cox in the back of the end zone when Cox was pretending to. pretending to block and then have him seep out and you have no, uh, Heinz just lob it up and let Mo Ali Cox go get it. Then maybe that would have been different. I would have liked that probably better because at least then you'd have had some creativity to it. Yeah. Yep. Just hated it. 
Hated it. Was dumb. Predictable. Uh, typical Frank Reich in certain situations. He just has a couple of those plays every week, it seems like, and it's just annoying. All right. Uh, whose fault will set the two Howard touchdowns? I think those are the linebackers, Derek, the backup linebackers. Uh, really struggled in coverage yesterday. I really noticed that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Um, da, 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 pass interference calls. Yeah, there was kind of a crappy one called on Kenny Moore yesterday. Didn't like that one. Yeah. Uh, safety core. Julian Blackman didn't play as great as we thought he would. He had a couple missed tackles yesterday. Really didn't do a whole lot. So it's kind of disappointed in him, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Keep going here. T.Y. comes back. A lot of people want T.Y. back. Um. Derek, he's asking your thoughts on the pass interference calls. Um, well, I mean, I thought the first one was very like stupid. Um, I mean, the second one, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's kind of stupid, but yeah, like, I mean, first one should not have been called second one. Yeah, it was definitely pass interference, but it's like, but Brandon cooks definitely did absolutely nothing to try to get around it in the first place. So, you know, it, it was on Kenny for hitting him 15 yards down the field. So. Yeah. Uh, Thoughts on Henry getting 84 total yards yesterday. That was kind of funny. Um, Derek, when are we going to just admit the Colts offensive line is not a top unit anymore? That's my question. They didn't. Sh- they haven't. Sh- to me, they've really taken a step back the last couple of years. Like last year in pass protection, especially, they were not good at all. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, they're definitely a top offensive line, but I would definitely say that uh, as compared to like two years ago when they were, you know, top three easy. I mean, they're barely top ten anymore, which is yeah. is, is scary to think about. But of course, yeah. yeah now that you lost Costanzo. Uh, you lost Mark Glowinski, who is drastically improving, uh, and he was your most dependable and reliable uh, offensive lineman over the last two years. You know, I mean, that's kind of one of those situations. So, and saying what it is. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, I think for me, that's about it. I, I think that's about all I want to talk about here. Um, like guys, like we said, culture, having a meeting in about 25 minutes to discuss the future of Rodrigo Blankenship at kicker. Obviously, if any moves happen, guys, we will have those moves, uh, here for you guys. Like Derek said at the beginning, be sure to hit that like button. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to turn on the notification bell. So you guys know when we drop new videos, we try to drop at least one or two each day. Um, So be sure to check those out. And guys, uh, thank you everybody who tuned in yesterday. We really appreciate it. You guys are amazing. You're phenomenal. You're awesome. We love you guys. Um, And we're going to just continue to build this thing up, man. Um, I'm excited because that was only week one, man. We have 16 more of these things to do. Um, And if if any any indication, guys, of yesterday, if that's kind of going to be the new norm, I think, Derek, we might be going full time before we know it, if that's the case. (laughs) Yeah, right. Cool. All right. Any last parting words you have, Derek, for the folks here, uh, the 215 roughly folks here? 
Um, I, I'm still just flabbergasted on the, um, I'm still just flabbergasted when it comes to the, uh, choice of, um, you know, making Ryman be sharing time with Matt Pryor. You know, it really is crazy because again, two weeks ago, we were told Ryman has a long way to go. He's just not ready to go yet. And then we get two quarters into the first game and Ryman's out there uh, playing just as much as everyone else. I mean, it goes to show you just like how bad was the Colts at judging this situation that that changed that quickly. So this is something that I have never said on stream, but I want to say, I don't know how smart the Colts are in in terms of uh, their guessing and their estimations anymore. You know, like they've mm -hmm. said all these things and it feels like 90% of the time they're never correct. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like, and I get it. Things change, situations change. But like, how do you go from saying that, from doing that, you know, from saying Matt Matt Pryor's your starter at left tackle, Rodrigo Blankenship's our guy, literally said he's our guy, to now potentially going to be benching Pryor in the next couple weeks and Blankenship's not your kicker anymore. That's just wild to me, how it just the pendulum has swung completely that direction. Wild. Right, 100%. Absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Hopefully the Colts can uh, have a better week two and maybe get a monkey off their back, but I'm not holding my breath because I can't trust this Colts team right now. Um, But we'll see. We'll see. We can hope. But yeah, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.